Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into the huddle here for a few minutes. I am actually sitting at the University of Arkansas where I graduated quite a long time ago, but really love coming back here. When I went to school here, this was called the College of Business before it was the Walton College of Business at the campus of the University of Arkansas. So I have a few people with me. Uh, first, Dr. John Johnson, who was one of my professors who knows uh, what type of student I might have been. And then this is the best part, I have three students who are all about to have their MBA just here in a couple weeks. Yep, yeah, May. sounds right. Right, May. So Sophia, Laurel, and Allie, welcome. Thank you. So um, let's start with you, okay, Dr. Johnson. So I remember the class well, we had a lot of fun. It was about project and strategy, which I, I love business strategy. It's just great to try to connect everything going on in the world. And at that time, I thought I did a great job and you didn't really see it that way. I, um, <laughs> I actually use this as an example in my classes sometimes. So as we, uh, the record has reflected, you got a B in the class. Mm -hmm. I won't. Memory serves me the same way. Yeah, and that you, um, was on a project in particular at the end of the semester where you made a recommendation to a local entrepreneur that uh, he didn't take. Correct. Um, and uh, long story short, gotta be, you've never forgiven me. Correct. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how I think about that. Well, I think the way you think about that is you thought it was your role to frustrate me to the point I would actually do something with my life. That's actually what you told me one time. You were, <laughs> So you were in the very first class I taught at yeah, the University right. of Arkansas. Professor Johnson and I reconnected probably 20 years ago mm -hmm. when the, the company Walmart, we really got in, involved in trying to be a more sustainable organization, which now led to aspirations of being regenerative. But it was a Saturday morning meeting and you were there talking about sustainability. And we kept looking at each other thinking, I know him, he knows me. And we connected and started talking ever. So it's been great to reconnect and get to do Absolutely, like this. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of fun. So, all three of you about to graduate. So, Sophia, maybe start, uh, tell us who you are, your major, and yeah. how you got to this point in your life. Yeah, so um, I am a second year MBA student. Um, we're about to graduate, and uh, I did my undergrad here at the University of Arkansas, too. Um, I got it in marketing and supply chain. And yeah, I really loved Fayetteville, and I've always wanted to pursue a graduate degree. Um, and obviously, with COVID and everything, life's changing and so I just decided to stay and continue to be in school. I love learning. Um, if I could be a professional student, I would. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. There, there's a path to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit expensive, but you can do you can that. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas actually. City. I've moved around a lot, but Kansas City was my main home growing up, so it wasn't super far to come to school here. Great. Glad you left Fayetteville. Laurel, how about you? Yeah, so I um, kind of grew up all around, but I claim Northwest Arkansas as home now. I attended John Brown University and I studied marketing and management during undergrad and decided I wanted to pursue my MBA um, just to further my career and for the networking opportunities, which I think today is a great testament of that. Uh, so I'm studying retail marketing at the MBA program here. And like Sophia said, just a couple more weeks left. So super excited. Yeah, exciting time. Allie, same, same question. Yeah, so I got my undergraduate degree in global health and anthropology um, from the University of California, so a little bit different, but the MBA has just been a wonderful nexus of learning the new things and how to use that background to bring a different perspective into the workforce. And, you know, spent eight years in San Diego, but was really excited to come home, born and raised in Fayetteville. So now that I'm here, just 
looking for opportunities to stay here and how to build my community. So super Fantastic. excited. Yeah, back home. And I love the combination of supply chain and marketing and management and then anthropology, anthropology global health. You were telling me before we uh, before we started that your family was wondering if there would be any line of work for <laughs> epidemiology or global health. Yes, and mom improved you wrong. Yeah so. yeah, so mom, she got it right. She got it right. She was ahead of all of us. So for uh, people watching, and maybe start with you, Sophia, your advice to someone who's trying to decide, should I attend and get a four-year degree? Should I get a master's? What led you to the decision? And do you have any advice for someone who's, who's on the fence? Yeah, I think um, what comes with learning and being in school is the networking. And I feel like you do that a lot in a job in general. And so I think going to school here and being able to have this wide variety of companies to work with outside of the school, but also inside the school with school projects and all of that, um, networking and learning how to work with different types of people really, I guess, carried on throughout my education. Um, and I think that's very valuable in the workplace after. Uh, so that's something that I definitely learned throughout. Um, but if someone's going back and forth between getting a degree, um, I think that that's something that they could think about because it does carry over well into a career. It does, it does. And, and John, I know you focus a lot on innovation, invention, but what's next and where's the world going? Someone told me a few years ago that innovation happens at the speed of trust. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a brilliant way to, to summarize it. And in many cases, trust comes from personal relationships and knowing people and being around them. So maybe just hear your thoughts on that. And then, and then Laura, I'd love to hear your, your opinion on the variety of, of people that you've met and interacted with and how that helps. But talk about innovation for a second. Uh, yeah, actually, going back to trust, I'm a social network researcher. That's one of my passions. Mm -hmm. I've always believed that um, you have to know people and trust people that you're working with to do true innovation and to actually th make things happen. Uh, organization structures and formal structures are critical, of course, but if there's not a relationship, if there's not a trust, then it just doesn't work. And we've talked about in this class over and over again the importance of innovation and how innovation is really the only important skill for a company going forward. Mm -hmm. As the world's changing. So, you know, Laurel, how do you, how do you react to that? Yeah, so I would say there's really two experiences throughout the MBA program that have really kind of driven home the, the need to meet and interact with different people and different cultures, because uh, that really is how you get new ideas and innovate, and it'll also grow as a person. And the first one, we had the opportunity to study abroad in Chile last summer, which was an amazing opportunity to really interact with new cultures, be immersed in a different language than we were used to. And I feel like most of us came away with a lot of new ideas and ways of seeing the world that I would not have had the chance to learn if it wasn't for the MBA program. And the second one, uh, through the MBA program, a few of us have started a nonprofit with Springdale High School, working to mentor high school students there who come from different backgrounds than a lot of us. So really getting the chance to go and apply what we've learned with the MBA program, interact with those students, really try to pour into their lives and help them discover, do they want to go to four-year degrees? Do they want to go work? What are the options for them? And that's really been impactful for me as a future leader to really make sure I'm giving back to the community and applying what I've learned. Yeah, fantastic. I, I've lived abroad uh, also between my second and third year of college here. I lived in Mexico and it's, it's just a very great, rich experience to get to be on the other side of what it's like from, you know, the language and here I was always the minority or the majority and then to go live as a minority and trying to learn language um, certainly dials in your ability to be empathetic for people who are trying to learn 
something completely different. So good on you for doing that. Our international experiences tend to be the most transformative experiences for students. I agree. I agree. It was for me personally, my kids as well. We lived in Asia together. You, you came to visit at one point. Mm -hmm. then, then the last thing I think would be great is just the variety of students that we talk to. And, and Ali, I want to come to you in just a second, but the idea of, of anthropology plus global health plus an MBA, pretty, pretty broad. And so I think the way you, you taught me for a long time over the last 20 years, not when I was in school here, but having a lens about what's going on outside, sustainability, strategy and how it all connects has been super interesting. Yeah, there, there are very few problems in 2023 that are just one discipline problems, right? Um, and having, just go back to networks actually, having connections into multiple worlds that bring different perspectives and different knowledge together, never been more important. It's um, a hard place to be in a lot of cases because you're trying to deal with a lot of different kinds of information and working with people from different backgrounds, but uh, it's a skill that's absolutely essential. It is. I, I get the question all the time, what's the new normal? And the yeah. new normal is undefined, and I think it will probably remain that way forever. The, the new normal is abnormal. Right. It's, yeah. uh, it's just going to be a constant change. Yeah, things continue to change. So, Allie, the, the combination of the three and eight years in San Diego, like yeah. you mentioned, and back here, how do, you, how do you see all that coming together? Is there, is there a new normal or do we just keep adapting? I think you have to constantly keep adapting if you want to stay relevant. So it depends on what you want and where you're trying to bring your company, where you're trying to bring yourself. I think surrounding yourself with people who have different viewpoints from your own is extremely valuable. You only know what you know, but you have the opportunity to learn so much more from others. So I think having that diverse lens and, you know, it was scary starting your MBA with no business background. I didn't even have a minor in that. So taking corporate finance, accounting, um, strategy, you know, it's really technical work, but being able to apply that to my current job in a, as a Walmart supplier. Like how do I take that lens about the evolving customer and the future needs and the importance of sustainability? Um, it's just been really an, an invaluable opportunity to apply what I learned in undergrad in a business setting in a region that is extremely vibrant um, and has a ton of opportunity. Yeah, great stuff. Um, always great to hear about the learning journey. And John, maybe last question for you. I, I, when I look back at my time as a student here, I think what I was really learning was how to do what Allie just said was I was learning how to be a learner. Yeah. I was learning how to, to learn new skills all the time and adapt and never quit changing. Do you, do you see it the same way or is it different? 100%. Um, I've become more humble as a teacher over the years. So these students know uh, well that when we when I present a, a theory, a new framework, um, it's as a tool. Um, we all know it's wrong. Hopefully it'll be useful um, and learning new tools, new perspectives. Uh, and never stopping is going to be absolutely essential. Yeah, the world will continue to change and you have to choose to stay with it ahead of it or let it get ahead of you. Yeah. That's right. So John, it's been great uh, chatting with you between the two of us, but uh, we've got three great students here. Love to give them an opportunity to ask you questions. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so I'll start. Um, so was there ever a time in your life or career where you took a risk or you had to pivot um, and what was it and what did you learn from the experience? Yes, de definitely. Um, there were a few, you know, the risks that are presented, there are ways that you can look at that. And I remember probably the biggest that I was faced with was the question, would you move to, to China and work for two years, which ended up being three. And at that time, 
was married, had four kids. Our twin daughters were seven. My middle daughter, my middle child, she was nine. And my son was 14. And around me, there were voices saying, you know, it's risky, it'll be hard. Um, those types of jobs, they're hard to come back and land something here and you're putting yourself and your family at risk. And I always felt like when people were telling me something was gonna be difficult, that's definitely the thing I wanted to do. So I remember going through that experience thinking, I've gotta find the yes. And, and what I learned along the way, um, not only for me, but for my whole family, it helps you when you're in a situation where things are different and you're learning, it really causes you to know what's important to you. And for our family, for me as a professional, I got a lot of you know, great experience out of that situation and learned about strategy, execution, doing th things when you have to translate not only the words, but the way you think to a group of people who A, are different than you and B, someday you're gonna be gone and you try to set them up to be better off when you're gone than when you first got there. So uh, there's always gonna be risk. My advice is try to find the yes and do the hard things. Yeah, that's awesome. Be comfortable in the uncomfortable. <laughs> Laurel, you have a question? I do. So Walmart is doing a lot to really transform the shopping experience for their consumers. I work at Anheuser-Busch and work daily on Swast stores. So I'm curious, what is your favorite element of the store of the future? Yeah, the favorite, well, I have a lot of favorite things about retail, so we could we can go into this for a long time. Uh, we just finished an investor conference and I got to spend a lot of time talking about our supply chain and the way we're re-engineering things to come together for the customer. But the exciting part about the customer is customer always changes. And uh, there's a person that I, I work with on the National Retail Federation Board said to me a few years ago that loyalty in retail is the absence of something better. And the something could be anything. And there are these small points of friction or major changes that customers fall in love with. and if you're not as good or better, then they tend to move on somewhere else. So I'm constantly looking around, trying to figure out what customers are doing next, what they see in the media or social media, number of places that are gonna change preferences right away. So chasing these, these trends is a lot of fun. But you have to be flexible. Then it's hard to be flexible in a big organization because big organizations were task built many ways, many cases to do certain things. But keeping that entrepreneurial spirit inside the organization where customers can experience us being able to take risks on their behalf is a lot of fun for me. So I'll ask you a more personal question. I just, you know, leadership styles evolve over your career. So who you are now, I'm sure is a lot different than you were, you know, 10, 20 years ago, but how have you kept your authenticity and like, how would you describe your leadership style today? And any tips for future leaders? Who you are at the core, you should be really clear about, about that like your principles and what you value, because those are the things that over the long term will define you. And there are different ways that you can filter those, but you know, I, have, I have a filter that when I make decisions that, that are hard or, or controversial at times, I wanna make sure that I'd always be proud to tell my kids what I did. And that for me has been a, an easy way to center, but you know, sometimes the hard right is hard. And now your style and the things you work on and the things that you, you try to apply when leading organization, those will, can adapt over time, but that's a bit different from allowing your principles to change. So we, um, we're fortunate at Walmart to have a purpose that's clear. We help people save money and live better. And then we have four basic beliefs that define really the boundaries of what we determine on how we're gonna operate. And when you can get into a position where your personal values and your company's values are in alignment, it's a really powerful thing because it's really hard to try to be one person when you're in the workplace 
and then allow yourself to be someone else that operates differently when you're out of the workplace. That's a really hard place to be. So I was fortunate early that I joined an organization. I'd been around it. My dad was with Walmart, so I'd heard about these principles for a long time. And have, having a, the ability to work somewhere where those two are aligned, it's a really great place to be. Well, thanks for the time to, to all four of you. John, always great to spend time with you. Yeah. We'll give each other a hard time later. Uh, we're going to go speak to a class. But um, Allie, Laurel, Sophia, thanks so much. And congratulations. And it's, uh, it's a lot of work to get to this point, and you're just a few weeks away. Well done to all of you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.